This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat podcast brought to you by our sponsors dr squatch team hockberg mazda of orland park and marichka's in crest hill i am her camp alongside fellow fat jay zawoski jay this was a uh i think we could say this is a good week on the whole because the weather has cooperated we're getting a little bit warmer again sun's actually been out a good amount in the chicagoland area uh, I, I don't know which is more important that I survived a, my birthday or be my second vaccine shot. So it's been, uh, it's all, it's all coming up Millhouse. It has been a good week uh, for all those reasons. And my favorite thing of the week was your birthday surprise at work, which we'll get to. Thanks everybody for joining us. Boy, it feels like it's been forever since we've done a podcast, but it yes, hasn't been, it it's only been a week, but I don't know. It feels like a lot's been going on, but, uh, follow us on Twitter at I'm Fat Pod, Instagram, I'm Fat Pod, Facebook, I'm Fat Pod, seeing a trend. Yep, everything is at I'm Fat Pod. We're very easy to find. We're on Patreon as well, slash, you guessed it, I'm Fat Pod. If you want to throw us a couple bucks, that's always very, very helpful. Uh, what else? You can leave us a message on the Fat Phone, 708-858-3314. And most importantly, make sure you rate, subscribe, review the podcast. Those are very, very helpful. And tell a friend, because word of mouth is a very good thing. But Rick, you mentioned it. It was your birthday this week on Wednesday? Yep. Okay. Wednesday was your birthday. You and I work at the same place, as most mm-hmm. people who listen to the podcast know, and our but our shifts don't overlap. So usually as I'm leaving, you're maybe 15, 20 minutes from arriving. Yep. So we never see each other. So I get a picture from Rick on Wednesday of you should have stayed and a picture of my favorite treat. Somehow this was not on March Fatness because it's been out of my mind for some reason. The Mrs. Fields cookie cake, the giant chocolate chip cookie mm-hmm. covered in thick frosting. It's my favorite thing in the world. And Rick's like, you dick, you missed it. <laughs> so I, Pretty I, much. I texted you and go, save some, throw some in the freezer. And he's like, I left already, whatever. So very happily Thursday morning, still more about than half the cookie left, just left out on the station's bar that was built for some reason that's never used. Yeah. So I, you know, had a couple pieces mm-hmm. throughout the course of the day, went home, came back Friday morning, a little bit less of the cake is out, still there, still there on the bar. Guess what? I had no hesitation eating that cake, and it was delicious. A little bit crispier, a little bit crispier yes. on Friday, but still delicious. So, Rick, happy birthday. I'm very glad I got to celebrate by eating probably what amounted to Mm, 33% of that cake. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because like I know when we first got it, because I'm trying to think about what time it got there, because at one point I 
because you had texted me, hey, get this like really decadent donut from Stan. Oh, so I was, God. I. Yeah, we'll get so, to that. Okay. So <laughs> I was going to do that. And I mentioned to Tanny that I was, because I was uh, sitting at the other computer from him in the prep room. I was like, hey, I'm probably going to, if someone's looking for me, I'm probably going to head to stands and get this. And he was like, I wouldn't get a dessert right now. <laughs> so <laughs> like five minutes later, uh, Shane walks in and is like, we got you a cookie cake. So awesome. of course I was ecstatic Yes, because, you know, I mean, it's Mrs. Fields cookie cake. I mean, come on. So it was, it was incredible. I had a few pieces on Wednesday. I worked Thursday and I had a few more pieces and then I had Friday off. And the thing that I liked best about it is where on the bar, this thing was placed was closer to what most would consider the far end of it. So mm -hmm. away from, so like the bar starts at about the bend of like, if you were to come in the door, we do it dead ends into like where people's lockers are and stuff. You hang a left and you're at the control room where the producers are. Then that sh the next room is kind of at like the corner of the building. And that's where the on-air studio is. And if you're in the on-air studio looking out, you can kind of see the bar. Thankfully, the cookie cake was not in the line of vision of Spiegel or Parkins. <laughs> so, Spiegel. yeah, well, just, <laughs> true. Just so that they couldn't see, you know, the amount of times you go out there. So, in, because then you have to change your strategy of do I get like two huge pieces or do I take littler pieces and be more willing to go back, you know, three or four different times. But then you risk the public shaming of going back that many times. Yeah. Luckily, nobody else could see it. So it was placed perfectly. It was also a low traffic area. Terry Boar's way is not a high mm -hmm. traffic area in the station. Uh, see, you had Spiegel and Parkins. I have Layla Rahimi, who is like, She's on Peloton all day. She's eating healthy all the time. And yeah, you know, it's she, annoying. I will say she had a piece. I, she had at least one piece, but I, and, and Bernstein was also like, I don't eat carbs in a daytime. Like, yeah, imagine, you know, so I have this extra guilt of like, you're working with Spiegel and Parkins who are two like, you know, I don't want to say schlubby guys in a bad way, but they're not like pictures of fitness. Right. Dan and Layla is a different thing. So I was like, all right, I got to kind of sneak these. And that's yeah. why I had more on Friday when they weren't there. <laughs> that's the spirit. Yeah. But you. yeah, like it, it's the balance of those two are more health conscious. Right. However, Spiegel and Parkins are much more likely to use it as show content. That's everything is show content to them. Mm -hmm. Everything. Yes. Everything. So that was that was my worry more than anything else with that well i'm glad but you had a good birthday you you definitely yeah. deserved it so it's Thank been you. it's been a it's been a run for you so it's that's <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah it's 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 been a year yeah it's been a it's year it's been a year and change it is it is indeed been a year so all right so uh i don't know if this is last week or two weeks ago i kind of went on a mini rant about the automated mcdonald's drive-through mm -hmm. where you have to place an order with a robot so as i do i went to lunch at the uh, Pullman McDonald's because it's on my way home. Go through the drive-through. Robot takes my order. Like fine. I guess I'm not. I'm not. You know, customizing my order at all because I don't want to confuse the robots. Mm -hmm. So I just do my basic order. And as I turn the corner, this is a rain. This is on Wednesday, or no? I don't know what day it was. Doesn't matter. Um. So as I turn the corner, 
there's a woman standing between the pay window and the pickup window because it's like a corner. You have to turn to go from one to the other. Yeah. Under an umbrella holding a clipboard. She goes, hey, I would if you would like to take a survey on the automated drive through experience, we'll give you a $20 gift card. Oh, I'm like, yes. Hell yes. I want to do that because I hate the thing. And I want free food. Yes, (laughs) that's the bigger point. Yeah. So I pull off. This guy's like, hey, you know, thanks for doing this. Hands me an iPad. It probably took like five or seven minutes. And I was super honest on the survey. Like, I don't like that this is taking jobs from people. If I want to customize my order, I don't trust that it's going to be correct. The first time I use this, it was a complete disaster. Like, give jobs to people. You're McDonald's. Get bent. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. I was kind of pissed about it. So, um after that, I hand the guy the iPad. He's like, thanks a lot. He, scan- he swipes an arch card, and there it is. I got 20 bucks of credit to McDonald's, and I got to give him a piece of my mind at the same time, which was awesome. The bigger news, and I don't know if this is every location yet, but at least that one, you can buy a basket of fries for $3. What? Yeah. A basket? A basket. So what would be the equivalent of, like, who serves a basket? Like, uh... Like a Wingstop basket of wings, like yeah. the, the cardboard basket, like that size. Oh, yeah. Just filled with McDonald's fries for three bucks. You can just order it as its own item. So that's I don't know if that's at every McDonald's yet, but it's at the Pullman one. And I don't think that's like one a testing McDonald's. I don't mm-hmm. I don't get the vibe of that there because um, sometimes the employees are trying to kill each other. Uh, <laughs> so but yeah, I haven't tried the, the basket of fries yet, but uh, that's that's an exciting development. Because if you just need a little midday snack, you yes. know, and you want to take the edge off a little bit, that basket of fries is a money is a game changer, man. I I'm down with that. Yeah, that really is. Yeah, that seems perfect for that exact scenario. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I, I'm mad I didn't think of this sooner. If someone could record less Grobstein's first time going to a McDonald's with the robotic drive-through. <laughs> Oh my God, that would be incredible. We've got to hack into their systems. Seriously. Because how one, how mad would he be? And two, could he function? No, he hates robot anything. We know yes. that about less. Yeah. And I mean, what if the robot that's standing out there malfunctions and blows <laughs> up and it hurts your car? What if it kills you? Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the concept of robot technology is not uh he's got a little an issue with it. All right. Uh, yeah. speaking of your birthday. And uh-huh. I skip this because I'm embarrassed about it. Even me. Even I get embarrassed about my food days some days. So your birthday, Wednesday. The night before, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law had their baby, Ruth. Baby, comma, Ruth. Her name is Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> I did just realize that. Uh, so Congrats on the sucks. I wanted to bring them a, a little gift for the baby. So in the a morning, rapper? for I had, yes, of course, I had... For breakfast, a Mariano's French vanilla muffin. Very sensible breakfast. It's fine, mm-hmm. right? Maybe a little sugary, but okay. Get to work. Jordan Malley has a big box of munchkins. So I probably had eh, eight to ten munchkins nice. during the course of the show. Midway through, so I'm like, man, I'm, I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, could, I could use a little something. Jordan's like, I got some Pop-Tarts in my locker. I'm like, bringing them on. So I had two blueberry Pop-Tarts. After work at noon... I go get Stan's donuts for my brother and sister-in-law and their baby, comma, Ruth. And I get them a half dozen Stan's donuts. And I see Le Stan, which is a 
croissant donut that Stan's makes. And I'm like, I'll have one of those for myself. Yes. Took that to my car. I'd never had that before. Mm-hmm. That is a significant, significant lunch. Like that is a big ass donut. That like that's a it's not like you're like, you know, a Dunkin' Donut, you eat it or a Krispy Kreme. Mm-hmm. You eat it, it's gives you it hits your sweet tooth and you're good. This thing was filling. It had weight to it. I'm like, well, that'll be my So lunch. it's like it's like a cream filled croissant donut. Cream filled croissant donut, yes. Yep. There are definitely no bad words there. No, it was absolutely amazing. So great. Then I drive to Northwestern, park in the valet, run them up their donuts and leave because you can't visit, you know. Mm-hmm. Head home. Like, man, somehow I'm still hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so I get McDonald's for lunch. Yeah. You know, just well, whatever, 10 piece meal, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Go home. For dinner, we have French bread pizzas. Oh, in the oven. So good. So Hope bought like uh, French bread rolls and we just split them. And then so I had two total French bread roll, French bread pizza. So four logs of pizza. Nice. Oh, and then somewhere in the course of the day, I had a three musketeers. (laughs) And I just like recapped (laughs) this day on Thursday to Jordan. I go, dude, this is what I ate yesterday. Yeah. He's like, how are you alive? I go, I I don't know. Like, I, I truly have no idea. It escalated quickly. I'm diabetic, too. I had muffins, munchkins. That's a lot of sugar. Pop-tarts, donuts, and a Three Musketeers. That Like, that's a week's worth of sugar for me. Okay. I don't know what happened. This this might be my theory. Yes. You have been faking the diabetes the entire time. (laughs) Because. When my leg falls off, we'll see if I've been faking it. Ron Zawoski over here. No, because you just wanted the drug that helps you like not gain weight. (laughs) This it's really just been one big ruse for that. Or or you've been faking it the entire time and you are actually attempting to lose weight. Or I'm just a big fat dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go with C on that one. Okay. Because I was just like, I, because I wasn't even aware of it. I was like, oh, munchkins, I'll snack on a couple, right? And I'm like, oh, Jordan, get these away from me. They're going right to my thighs. I got to yeah. move them on the other side of the board, all that stuff. Right. Man, that was a bad day. Oh, my God. Because you don't wait, think about like. Bad? like the, well, it was, it was very enjoyable. I'm not going to lie. Okay. But like that Mariano's muffin. Like, okay, a muffin for breakfast is reasonable, right? Yes. But it's on the bigger side. And it was a French vanilla one, so it was probably a little sugar, more sugary than your typical muffin. But fine, that was my breakfast. That was all I was having. So okay. Um, but then, like as the day goes on, I'm just forgetting about stuff. Like, what the hell did I do? Why did I do this? Yeah, well, I'm still here. So I felt like ass the next day. That's for sure. Yeah. But it's just I I like I don't keep a log of what I'm eating. Fortunately. But well, sometimes yeah. I think, though, like if I was to look at my week of food, like mm-hmm. in a pile, like how depressed would I be? Oh, yeah, I've thought of I've definitely thought about that before. And that's why I don't write it down. And most of the time I don't bother with receipts. <laughs> don't give me a receipt. I don't want any evidence of this ever happening. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that That's kind of yeah. how it is sometimes. Definitely. Now, now, one thing I did get this week oh. that I was happy to get a receipt on. Because those who have been listening to the podcast for a long time know that this has been a, f- a favorite of mine for a while. But on Friday, on my day off, 
I got something that I have not had in over a year. Oh, probably. Uh, I'm trying to think of how it's it's definitely over a year. I mean, we're probably like 14 months. I don't know. Something like that. I went to Gnarly Knots in Winfield nice. because and it wasn't even my plan. I was driving out that way because that was where I was getting my second COVID shot it was like through Kane County. They had a really great system uh, set up in like an old Sam's Club. So they had like more than enough space to do everything really efficiently and safely. And uh, I was driving on Roosevelt Road 38, whatever you want to call it. And I was starting to go through Winfield and I was like, oh my God. I like looked at the clock because the problem with gnarly knots is it's open for such a short window of time. Monday through Friday, it's only open 11 to four Saturday. It's only open 11 to three and Sunday it's closed. So there's a short window of time there. And yeah. my appointment was at one 30 to get my vaccine. So me and the car perfectly hit the time. So I go to gnarly knots. I am gleeful going in there <laughs> so much so that i missed the sign on the door that says hey dumbass only one person allowed in at a time so i take like one step in realize there's somebody in there and i missed the sign and walk right back out uh so you know obviously appreciate that i got two pretzels and these are your like traditional size soft pretzels if not a little bit bigger well actually i like i got one pretzel and i got the pretzel dog Oh, well, you need your protein. There, That's just a smart, and, healthy yeah, decision. And it is a quality oh, dog, too. so good. Yeah, it's, it's a really good beef hot dog. I'm actually going to send you the picture right now while I'm thinking of it. Of the, uh, It's like the profile of the <laughs> pretzel dog. Yes. Because like you can just see from it that it is quality oh, pretzel. That, oh, is, yeah. that is girthy. <laughs> It, it, oh, it's very girthy. It is more than it's more than a bite around at its widest point. This is so big. It looks like you use your panoramic camera to take the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Wow. But it's just quality ingredients. And it doesn't feel like how some, even if they're like homemade, they kind of feel like they're, you know, it's just kind of stock. Yeah. This definitely does not. This is let's take an all beef hot dog and let's literally wrap around the pretzel and see what happens. And what happened was deliciousness <laughs> and they get, awesome. and you have, and you have options for dipping sauces, all that stuff. The other one I got was a three cheese. So if you're imagining the look of a pretzel, it's all in the bottom. So the top part is all your like traditional pretzel, but the bottom was just stuffed with oh. what, what was it? Cheddar, Monterey Jack and provolone. Yes, please. Oh my god, that sounds awesome! It's insanely good. I don't even know where the hell Winfield is. It's between Wheaton and West Chicago, so which probably doesn't help a ton anyway, uh, because people know where Wheaton is, but people don't know where West Chicago is. All right, I'm looking so, it up on here. I got a new computer. I told you, I'm very excited. Uh, it's an hour drive for me. Yeah, it's not a close drive. It's essentially if, pe if people know where Central DuPage Hospital is. Oh yeah, it is right across the street from there. It's like CDH uh fire station gnarly knots gotcha i have been there i don't know why there was a oh i did a uh i did a bar event there with uh some blackhawks at uh 
Caliendos? Yes, Caliendos. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's literally, you can see gnarly knots from Caliendos. Okay. Well, I will make sure to find a reason to go out that way. And when I do, I'll be driving it in my Mazda CX-5, the 2015 that I bought from where else but Mazda of Orland Park. What a professional. I know. It's, it was pretty awesome. I got I to admit. Uh, <laughs> 708-444-3200 is the number to talk to Eric Bates. That's my guy. He is my car Sherpa. He has guided me from day one of buying a car on my own for the first time. Uh, until now, he's been the guy who's been talking me out of buying a new car, rushing into buying a new car, because I'm a guy that needs that dopamine hit of buying something new. He's like, dude, you just paid off your car. Your cars are fine. Stop trying to add money to your monthly bills. I'm like, okay, fine. Fine. You're a terrible salesman, but I appreciate your help. So, but by the end of the year, it'll be time for a new Mazda, and I'm going to get that Mazda CX-30. I've got my eye on it, and when I do, I'm going to get it at Mazda of Orland Park, 708 3200 they've got the best selection of all the mazdas you want a beautiful showroom right there on 159th street right next to a dunkin donuts if you're hungry but they've got nice snacks for you in the waiting room they got cans of pap they got snacks some tea some coffee in there anything you need and what i love most about mazda Orland park is the service look you can go buy a car anywhere right and the level of service will change but when you buy a car from mazda Orland park they're going to take care of you from the moment you buy it until the, you're ready to buy your next one, everything is so uh, easy to do. You book your appointment online. They call you. They make sure you're set to go. They let you go do what you need to do. They'll text you when it's ready. I love everything about the place. Mazavorlandpark.com, 708-444-3200. Ask for Eric. Uh, absolutely love that place. Uh, so go buy a car from Mazda. And when you go to any of our sponsors, by the way, make sure you tell them you heard about us. Heard about them on the I'm Fat podcast because that helps us out a great bit when our sponsors know that their partnership with us is paying off for them. So make sure you mention us anytime you go to any of our places. All right. I have an update and I'm a little bit okay. conflicted about this. Got an email this week from Kyle about the Mexican pizza from Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. This story from CNN. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but here's the important part. This is a quote from CNN's article. Last year, Taco Bell claimed it ditched its popular Mexican pizza because of its packaging, which amounted to the use of more than 7 million pounds of paperboard per year. That's a lot of paper waste. Yes. I get it. I will bring my own plate. Is that... <laughs> If I, if I promise to bring my own plate, can you just, if I just like hold my plate in the window, can you just shovel the Mexican pizza onto my own plate? I, uh, I hate now. I, now I like feel really bad because that is a lot of waste. 7 million pounds of paper a year for just Mexican pizzas. And you could tell like Taco Bell's done their best to minimize waste. Like almost everything comes in a bag now or a wrapper. Um, the only exception is I think the bigger tacos, like the quesalupas, have half of a cardboard, uh, I don't know what you call it, like a sleeve almost, mm -hmm. to help with the stability of it. But yeah. almost everything now comes in paper. So the Mexican pizza is the one item on their menu that you couldn't really bag or wrap up because it's got the sauce on the top. So I get it. It's tough. It's probably the right thing for Taco Bell to do even though it makes me very, very sad. But they can make this up to me by keeping the quesalupa on the menu permanently. You know what wouldn't hurt either? Mm. And it also came in a bag, just regardless. 
the caramel apple empanada. Mm. I'm not salty at all about that. <laughs> I loved it. How did they serve it? I don't remember. It was just, it was just in like one of those uh, like sleeves. Oh. Oh, yeah. oh, so it was like a baked... Okay, I, I don't know why I was like visualizing something else. Yeah, it's an empanada, so it's like a Hot Pocket. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, bring that back. Yeah, there's no reason not to. And I think with the quesalupa, they've been using that foil paper, which retains the heat. That would be perfect for the caramel apple empanada. You'd think. However, here we are. Man, that's rough. See, I felt better because I said, okay, at least, you know, we're saving the world mm-hmm. by cutting out the Mexican pizza, or at least, you know making a dent in it a little bit, but yes. there is no excuse for that. No. I mean, that's tough. That That's a tough thing to sacrifice. I've, I've never had one of those, which is crazy because they're so good. There's, there's, I mean, hot caramel and apples in a flaky dough crust. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Maybe enough people weren't getting it. Could that I wonder if that's what it is. Yeah, so many people love the cinnamon twist that I'm sure they just didn't look at it, but it's like. You get a little bit of the cinnamon in there with the caramel and the apple, and you get the crunch. Yeah. Like, there's nothing bad about it. And but, it's apple, you know. so it's basically salad. Yes, exactly. It's yeah. a fruit. It's healthy. I, I I don't know. Thank thank you for listening to my TED talk. Um, <laughs> I feel for you on that. That sucks. Like the same thing with the double decker. There's no reason. Everything right. to make the double decker is sitting right there. Just do it. So there's a new. While, while we lament menu items of the past, there is a new menu item at Freddy's on 31st. Oh, the Yerminator burger. Nice. So this is obviously for our guy, your mean Mercedes, who is definitely having a start to his uh, MLB career that is 100% sustainable. And he definitely <laughs> won't come back down to earth no. at any point uh-uh. because he's fat. That's why it's sustainable. So... I know you don't know you've like knew this burger exists, but don't know what's on it. Yeah, I didn't look up the ingredients. Okay, so from what I saw from the video that the White Sox posted on their official Twitter account, it's a burger with a chimichurri sauce and then grilled tomatoes, peppers like bell pepper and onions. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah, I would I would do it without the tomato part. However, I am intrigued. But wait, the tomatoes are grilled, like pre-grilled. Or yeah, they... like they they put them on like in the video they're showing them putting them on the grill. See, yeah. that changes it. That sounds good. Get, hit me one more time with that. Let me okay. hear it again. All right. So your burger has chimichurri sauce, mm-hmm. grilled tomatoes, yep, grilled bell peppers, grilled onions. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Is there cheese on it? I didn't see any cheese. Let me see if I still have it up here. Mm, I'm dubious. <laughs> How do you have a burger without cheese? Hold I guess on. the chimichurri sauce makes it like, it's not the same, but you don't really need, that's going to be a pretty dominant taste. Yeah. So let me see here. Okay. I'm going to click through the video and hope that, let's see. Okay. Okay, no, there is cheese. It looks like, I can't tell what, but it's a white cheese, so pro. it looks like provolone, Provolone. but I don't know. Yeah, you'd probably want a milder cheese in there, maybe provolone or mozzarella. 
Yeah. Okay. So it's one of those two. All right. If you try the Yerminator burger, this is the Freddy's on 31st that I always talk about with the best onion rings on the planet. Okay. If you go there, get the damn onion rings. You'll be missing out if you don't. By the way, this leads us to we're still in the development of our Freitos burger. Yeah. And I wrote them the other day. They're kind of like emailing with all of us mm-hmm. trying to make this thing happen. Here's what I dreamed up, Rick. And look, this this is subject to change. If Fritos thinks this is a bad idea or won't taste good, they can let me know. But I, as I was replying to them, I worked myself into this solution. Okay. Then I deleted my what I was typing and, and just said, here's what I'm thinking might really work. You tell me, Rick. The base is a burger. Okay? It's a good start. The bread is Texas toast, but it's garlic bread. Yes. They've got a mozzarella stick patty at Fredo's. So like a round burger Almost like shaped. a sausage patty at, uh, <laughs> at was a, is that Giordano's? Uh, no, that's um, Lou's. Mel- Lou's, yep. Lou's, yeah. But they've got a mozzarella cheese stick patty. So a fried patty of mozzarella, the shape of the oh burger, and then just marinara sauce. So Texas toast, burger, mozzarella patty, marinara sauce. Interesting. I mean, that sounds like something that is... It's gluttonous because it's got a giant ass cheese stick on it. And that's what Fredos is known for. Right. It's going to have a significantly sized burger on it. Mm-hmm. The garlic toast will make it great. And then the marinara sauce, if you're making a if you're making a uh, mozzarella stick burger, that's what you have to have. I think this sounds fantastic. I, like, I need the pros at Fredos to get back to me on this. But I think it has a little bit of all of us in there, Rick. Like yeah. you and I with the burger and the garlic bread, them with the mozzarella sticks. I don't know. I think that sounds really good and something that would appeal to everybody. And I don't think I've ever had marinara on a burger. Yeah, would just I mean, if you've had tomato, right? Like the marinara yeah. would just be or whatever they would decide would be like the best thing. Because I was thinking sure. like because it wants to be you and me. So we had barbecue sauce is like a big part of the focus of the burger. Mm-hmm. But I think like with that mozzarella patty being an option. That's it. Yeah, that's kind of that kind of changes the direction. Yeah. And I think just not a ton. It doesn't have to be dripping in it or you just put it on the side. Yeah. But, oh, man. I think that the te- I think the Texas toast garlic mm-hmm. bread really puts that over the top. But I, I don't know. Also, I, I'm going to leave it to the pros to get advised. But that was my most creative and, and tasty sound. Like if I saw that on a menu, I would be chomping at the bit to order that. Also, are they going to be mad that you're spilling some tea here? Uh, I don't think so. No, we're we're talking about. I mean, look, I said like if they think it's gonna suck, <laughs> yeah, it's true. they're chefs and I'm not, right? And so I was like, yeah, that won't work for many many reasons. Cool. Right. Back also, to the drawing board. Also, I immediately hated myself for saying spilling tea because I've been watching trash TV this weekend. So it's just kind of been seeped into the vernacular for a short period of time. No, it happens. Yeah, you know, you gotta. You got to just sometimes veg out and watch some trash TV. We've just been watching Shit's Creek all over and over again. And then we are, we do watch The Crown, which is like our intellectual watch for the okay. week. And we're into, whoop, there goes my pen. I'm hubbardish all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we're in like the Princess Diana era of The Crown. Okay. Which is cool because I, I remember a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, okay, this is getting interesting. So yeah, that's really it though. Like, I don't know. I've been kind of yeah. with so much sports on. That's that's the thing, it's too, hard, is it's hard like, to find time to watch. Yeah, like I've been trying to do a better job just in general of not watching only sports. Yeah, 
And because I miss so much stuff with just doing only sports for so long and trying to be at least mildly more well-rounded, like I'm probably not going to read too much. So I might as well watch a little more variety of uh, types of TV shows. However, with, with that said, the most recent thing that I watched that was actually like really, really good uh, was sports related. And it was that F1 show on, uh, on Netflix, Drive to Survive. It is actually awesome. Really? Had no expectation of it being awesome or me being interested because I couldn't give two about F1. Yeah, same. Now I give at least one about F1. (laughs) Because... That's it, just one. Yeah, because it's like almost if you think of the concept of uh, hard knocks, but make it over the course of an entire season and you get to be part of every team... And you get better access than you did on Hard Knocks. That's what it is. So it's like they pretty much approach it from like the, we know you don't know anything about F1, but for the people that do know F1, you get some of the like inside dynamics at play. So, well, that's what I mean. Like you said, that's what works with Hard Knocks is you can watch Hard Knocks mm -hmm. with a non football fan because it's about the people. People. Yep. The people. That's. That's <laughs> All right, you mentioned uh, a book, and I have one I want to recommend. But first, I want to tell you about our friends at Dr. Squatch Natural Soap Company. I've been using Dr. Squatch for months, and I am I I got I panicked a little bit because my rotation of four bars, I have four slivers on my on my rack, so I had to make a decision. Pulled out the cedar citrus for the first time in a long time today. Yeah. Man, that stuff is awesome. I can see why that's one of their most popular ones. But look, there is a Dr. Squatch soap scent for everybody. Go to drsquatch.com. Check out what they have to offer there. When you're ready to check out first-time users, use that promo code IMFAT20. You'll save 20% on your order while helping the podcast at the same time. And it's not just soap. It's uh, shampoo, conditioner, toothpaste, cologne, deodorant. I love the deodorant. The deodorant mm-hmm. might be my favorite thing they offer. Everything there is great. It's all natural. It's made in the USA. You're going to love Dr. Squatch. Invest in yourself. Invest in your skin. Go to drsquatch.com. Check everything out. And again, when you're ready to check out, use that promo code. I'm fat 20. All right. So uh, yesterday I had my first book signing since my book was published. Yeah. Uh, How'd that go? It was good. It was very good. I I was there for an hour and sold like like 10 or 15 copies, which is great. Nice. Um, And I noticed there's a new book out by Anthony Bourdain. And for me, when Anthony Bourdain writes something, it's an automatic buy. Like, I didn't even, I know he didn't write it. He's dead. But (laughs) it's got his name on it. He's the author. Uh, And I'm like, cool. I don't care what it is. I'm buying it. Mm -hmm. It's called World Travel and Irreverent Guide. So I get home. It's a big hardcover book. Looks great. Has like an illustration of him on the cover. It is literally a travel guide to everywhere in the world. So it's like, here's... Uh, you know, Japan, here's Australia, here's America. And then it goes, while you're in the country, go city by city by city. And then what's cool is for every city, I don't know if it's every, but for many of the cities, it says, if Tony was still alive, this is where I would take him from people from that city. That's cool. It's awesome. It's so cool. Steve Albini, who is the producer of Nirvana's Nevermind and a million other really impressive records. He's also like a a poker professional wrote his for Chicago and it was like uh Jim's original, which is one of my favorite places right off. Like we're on like behind Maxwell street. So if you're on mm-hmm. Roosevelt 
and you're going to turn left on Roosevelt to get on the Dan Ryan. If you stay on that frontage road there, there's Jim's original. And then a little bit further south, there's another Maxwell Street Polish place. That Jim's original is awesome. That's one of the places. But he said Wiener Circle, Johnny's Beef. Johnny's Beef, by the way, is a place I have to try. Everyone says it's the best beef sandwich in Chicago. I've got to go there. That's my next goal. I have to try Johnny's Beef. But this, if you love Bourdain, it's not a novel or it's not like a, I don't know, what do you call it? Like a documentary book, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like uh, the original um, Kitchen Confidential. It's not right. like that. This is literally a, it's a travel guide of food and other stuff too. It's not just foods. I highly recommend it. It's really cool. And it's something like if you're going on vacation somewhere, just remember, bring that book or, or remember, check out that chapter on where you want to go. It's great. I, I love it. What's Bo- the book called again? World Travel and a Reverent Guide by Anthony Bourdain. It's it's. I think it came out Tuesday. It's it's brand okay. new. So I just bought it like sight unseen. Like I need that new Bourdain book. Like, Here you go. Boom, boom. I paid for it and then got home and opened it. And nice. I, it's not what I thought it was going to be, but I'm very thrilled about it. It's great. One thing that I'm thrilled about is that I go to the drive through at Culver's this week. And mind you, I had heard this was happening. But it was a big week for pretzels for me. And the pretzel bites are back at Culver's. So I absolutely. So I got my double butter burger meal. I substituted those for the fries. There's the delicious cheddar cheese sauce. It's nice and warm. And it was it was perfect. And it was just the right tone for uh for after that burger and it's i'm like i like it probably more than most i think it's really close to the curds like if it's a a day where i don't have a taste for one or the other it's a real conversation for me whether i'm getting the curds or i'm getting the pretzel bites see for me that's the hardest part of going to culver's because the fries are amazing the curds are amazing Mm-hmm. And I feel like whatever I order, I'm happy with, but I still miss the other thing. And now, <laughs> right. And now they're throwing a third option into the whole thing. They need to make like a, um, you know, like Gardetto's where you just get a bag and it's like some of these and some of those yes. and some of this. They need to just fill a sack with their sides. So like a bag full of fries, curds and pretzel bites. Can we do that? Like where it's just a variety bag. We've got our Culver's insider that listens. And I dare not mention his name. I don't want to jeopardize our insiderness. Right. Um, but get that done, man. Just say like, like bag O sides and just fill that family size bag of curds with some fries, some curds and some uh, pretzel pretzel bites. Who wouldn't who would be mad about that? I, terrorists. I don't know. <laughs> and in America, that could replace movie theater popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please fill me a sack of fried goods, please. Yes. God. Oh, that'd be amazing. I would like the sack of fried goods, please. Yes. That would be amazing. Sack me up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I got to try the pretzel bites again. I tried them when you first talked about them, yes. but I got them in Indiana. So I don't know if that even counts. Like, do they even know how to make food there? I, I, I have mean, no idea. I don't know. I mean, if I wanted meth, I'd go to Indiana. But like, other yeah. than that, I don't know what I can trust. Yeah, I, I'll have to try some uh, some Illinois uh, pretzel bites just for show yeah. research, of course. I'll expense of it course. and write it off at the end of the year, all those sort of things. You know, it's funny. I was doing taxes, and I'm like, because this podcast, can I write off all my fast food? I mean, maybe. 
Maybe? I, 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 I joked about that to my tax guy, and he was like, mm-hmm. well, you know, like if you and Rick went somewhere specifically to try oh. something for the show, I'm like, Jesus. Hmm, okay. Interesting. interesting. Yeah. And, and all this stuff, I, I bought this new laptop this week. I got a MacBook finally. I'm so happy. I'm so thrilled. It's the best. I am. It's the best purchase I've ever made. Um, but I, like all that stuff now that we're an LLC, I can say like this is a work expense because it is. Mm-hmm. I use the I use this exclusively for my podcasts and for looking up porn. Anyway, <laughs> no, I would not do that on this one. That's what ruined the last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, with Max, isn't there like so much less? Isn't there aren't like so much chance or, or so? Jesus. Oh, like in terms of virus, like virus. As far as I know, those are the words I was trying to spit out. I don't want to find out. I'm just going to use it as I look. That's what phones are for. Thank you, Rick. Thank you for saying what needed to be said. (laughs) And now I'm sure Marishka's will be very proud to have their read following up that (laughs) comment. (laughs) This is our when we talk about meals, we're going to expense, Rick. I think you and I, because you've never been to Marishka's. So when your vaccine clears. In mm-hmm. two weeks, you and I are going to go visit Joe at Marishka's in Crest Hill, 604 Theater Street. They're family owned and operated since 1933. You're going to get that poor boy and we're going to wait it out so you don't have a problem on the way home because you live far from Marishka's, but it's OK. Yes. We're going to get that. We're going to get the onion rings. We're going to get the double baked potatoes. Uh, boy, there's just so much great food at Marishka's. And if you're not into that stuff for some reason, They've got steaks. They've got chops. They've got seafood. As fancy as you want to go, Marishka's got it. Uh, and you could bring everybody in your family. They'll find something they'll love at Marishka's. My partner, James Naveau, on the Madhouse podcast, he loves the Yodel Burger. That's his favorite thing there. You can't go wrong. Marishka's has been in business since 1933 for a reason. So go visit them. Go visit Facebook.com slash Marishka's or go to Marishka's.com. That's M-E-R-I-C-H-K-A-S. They're closed only on Christmas Easter, the 4th of July, and Thanksgiving. Rick, I believe it is time to go to the fat phone. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Bless me, Father, for I've sinned. It's been one week since my last confession. Okay, my son. What is your confession? I'm fat. Every time. I do it just for Rick's reaction now because it's my favorite. <laughs> just like the way you can tell, just like the expansion of fat is just I'm fat. I'm like fat. just the, the, like the word you can almost like see it getting wider as he says it. The video is great too because he's wearing a uh, a t- uh, what do you call it a tank top or an a shirt mm-hmm. is the new politically correct term for the fat. other thing they used to call it all the time. The two things, actually, <laughs> they used to call those yeah, shirts. True. Uh, but he's just got his fat <laughs> belly hanging out from underneath it. It's a great scene. Anyway, leave us a message on the fat phone, 708-858-3314. Anytime you have an experience or uh, food-wise or otherwise or fat-wise, just call us up and let us know about it. Uh, and that's what uh, plenty of our listeners did this week, and we appreciate it. Hi, guys. It's Bob from Morgan Park. 
love your podcast. Uh, call it a little fashion uh, tip issue, uh, wardrobe uh, issue. Uh, because of my gut, of course, being a fat, I often have to wear real pants below my stomach. And that causes two issues. One is that sometimes I have a hard time keeping the pants up. They want to slip down because they're lower on my on my waist. And the second is, of course, that unless I wear a longer shirt, uh, sometimes the shirt doesn't completely cover the gut. Aside from the obvious solution of losing weight, I was wondering if you guys had any uh, any advice on how to deal with the problem of getting uh, real pants to fit properly when you have a uh, a gut that's hanging out in front of you. Uh, thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. First of all, losing weight is not an option. Let's be no. real. Right. Um, there is thing, not enough. Let's there, put it that. <laughs> there is this thing called a belt. I'm sure hmm. he's considered that. That's what I use typically. Yeah, same here. Um, I don't want to uh, stereotype based on voice, but he sounds old enough to be able to justify suspenders. Yes. He sounded like, what would you say? 50s, mid 50s. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, that sounds about right. He sounded like Principal Anderson from Billy Madison. Okay. Not the yeah, part where he, where he says, I want you, Billy, on a Valentine, which no, I forgot about that. when we watched Billy Madison with Addy. Or, <laughs> P.S., I'm horny. Like, oops, I forgot about that scene. <laughs> and the, 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 hand, the head on the hands with the dots. <laughs> yes. Yes. I forgot about that part. But anyway, I, yeah, suspenders, belts. Belts are good. Um I'm trying to think like there's places you just got to find your brands. That's what I do. Like there's yeah. certain brands of clothes that I know, like the shirts are long enough and you know, the waist works for me on these particular jeans. I've had good luck with old Navy's jeans and Lee jeans have a, like a flex denim mm-hmm. that allows you to wear jeans that are a little bit more like tight in the legs and waist. And they give you that kind of like skinny jean look that is all the rage without making you feel like wholly uncomfortable. So that might help a little bit. They're not skinny jeans, but you know what I mean? They're they're not like super baggy, yeah. which is what a lot of fats default to. Um, but that stretch denim is super, super helpful. So that might make things a little more snug around the waist and a little more secure. I'm just going to say, don't go elastic waist, fancy pants. Do no. your best to like do your best to stave off the elastic for as long as you can. Yeah. Yeah, as as someone with a uh, a a, wa- a larger waist than than you and more of a gut, that 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 one kind of hits home a little bit. I understand. However, I use a belt, and that does enough. It, oh. it, it gets the job done. The other thing too, if you can get tall shirts, get tall shirts because like this is something I've learned through my fat experience with getting larger. Is you hit a certain point where you being fatter affects the, not only the size, but the tallness of the T that you need. Mm -hmm. Because obviously it has to go for, the shirt has to go further in a lot of directions now just to be able to cover everything. So like I've I've generally been someone that leans towards tall T's because I'm a longer torsoed person, but now it's pretty much a necessity. Anytime I can get a T in a, you know, like the, the shirt that I want in a tall, I do it. Kohl's is a good place for the tall shirts. They've mm-hmm. got a whole 
section, and it's not like criminally overpriced like a lot of other places. By the way, we've got to have someone listening who has worked in retail or works for a tailor or something. What size belt do you buy? You don't, for whatever reason, if you're a 38 waist, from what I understand, you're not supposed to buy a 38 belt. If someone true, if someone truly knows the answer to this, please email us. I'm fatpod at gmail.com because I'm like, I'm a 36 waist. So I'm going to buy a 36 belt. And then the belt is inevitably too big on me. So I need to know what is because I'm, I have got a 36 belt and I fluctuate between a 36 and 38, depending on how bad my week was. And I'm always at the last notch on my belt. What's I don't understand the buying process for a belt. So I, I would do all with that logic. I would think maybe you would want to get a like if it's thirty six, maybe you want to get a forty or something like that. So that way, but wouldn't that get, wouldn't that make it bigger though? That would make it a bigger belt. I need a smaller belt. Oh, so yeah. If someone knows, email us. I'm fatpot at gmail Maybe I'm just stupid. I mean, Boy, that I, is, that's a possibility. Is a, this is such an unrelatable conversation. <laughs> I literally. Well, it's just, I mean, for whatever reason, when I buy it based on my waist size, it seems yeah. like I'm only using the last notch. And that's weird. I feel like the the actual waist size should be the middle mm-hmm. hole, right? Like, doesn't that make sense logistically? Yeah. So if you're a 38, the middle hole should be what a 38 waist would wear. And then it gives you flexibility on either side for days you're feeling kind of full or bloated or days mm-hmm. maybe or if you've lost a little bit of weight lately you've got that level of adjustment for me it's like i've got a 30 i don't know if there's a 38 or 36 but whatever it is i'm at my last notch and it's almost not tight enough so and it's always been that way not just since i cheated losing weight with drugs all right next voicemail here hello jay and rick it's your friend fromage uh calling uh on a non-cheese related note this week um, as a spouse of uh, Madame Fromage, who is a uh, also a big fan of the Long John Silver's chicken, uh, much like ordering chicken at a steak place, um, she is also a big fan of what we have come to call the little pieces of fried dough in the bottom of the fryer. Uh, we call them scribbles, and you can actually request a box of those the next time you go to Long John Silver's, and depending on the courtesy of the manager or employee, they might also not charge you. Um, I think we were charged at most like 50 cents probably for the box um, the last time we got them. So just letting you know, you can go to LJS and get yourself a box of scribbles. Enjoy that, gentlemen. Au revoir. Okay. If you're not a Long John Silver's enthusiast, he's talking about literal breading chunks, like from the fryer. That's that's incredible that they have enough self-awareness there to have protocol for this. Yes. I mean, they're delicious. They Anytime you order Long John Silver's, you've got scribbles in the box. I didn't know you could separately order a box of scribbles. That's very exciting. I don't know. This might be one of my uh, a, a fridge too far <laughs> sort, of, <laughs> sort of things. Yes. Uh, but oh, that's tempting. Like 50 cent. We talked about the $3 basket of uh, French fries. Mm-hmm. A 50 cent basket of scribbles is pretty tempting, too. Yeah, that's not bad. That <laughs> Watch me go there and be like, can I only get a, 50, a, a box of scribbles 
and a Dr. Pepper. Please fill your largest <laughs> drink cup with scribbles for me. Thank you. Oh, my God. Make it like popcorn chicken or something. I love Long John Silver's. No apologies. I don't even care. I don't even care. It's so good. If you've never had it, you're missing out. Yeah, the one in uh, the one in DeKalb is uh, no more. So it had a good run, but uh, not so much anymore. But you know what has had a good run and will continue to have a good run because it's just a great company. Team Hockberg. Team Hockberg, led by our guy, David Hockberg, are the people that you want to go to for all your mortgage needs. Listen, if you're looking to buy or sell or maybe refinance your home, Call 855-56-DAVID, go to 56david.com because the buying process, the selling process, the refinancing process, there's a lot that goes into it and there's a lot of money on the line. So you need to know that you have the right people doing the best for you, not just for themselves, but doing the best for you. And that's what Team Hochberg does. David's one of the most respected mortgage guys out there. And if you want to get an idea of what David is like and get some advice kind of dip your toe in that mortgage water am 720 that's wgn radio for those keeping score at home in the chicagoland area saturdays from 10 a.m to 1 p.m home sweet home chicago david is on the radio taking questions having guests giving advice on how to buy sell refinance and do what's best for you so call david call team hochberg David wouldn't trust people with his name if he didn't trust them to do as good of a job that he can do himself. So 855-56-DAVID-56DAVID.com for all your mortgage needs. Homeside Financial is an equal housing lender. NMLS 1124061. Hey, Pat. Lance Levine, Tournament of Junk. So I'm walking down the street, crossing the street in my neighborhood just now. It's fresh on my mind, so that's why I'm calling the fat phone. And this SUV driven by Karen almost runs me down and i notice that she's not only eating but she's eating something out of a cup with a spoon while she's driving i'm like what in the hell so i have to assume i didn't get a good look at what it was but it was a small container had to be either like yogurt or fruit or something but how is this even safe to be eating something with a spoon while you're driving i mean we all do the big mac and the you know the taco maybe while we're driving so i think i'm even more angry because she was probably more than likely eating something that was healthy like the del monte fruit cup for sake so or it could have been yogurt i don't know but anyway is there a point where we draw the line what is permissible to eat fats while we are driving it certainly isn't something with a spoon where two hands are required so anyway have a great day guys love the show as always keep up the great work and we'll talk soon I don't know what's coming through to those listening in their cars, but Rick, as, as Lance is telling a story about this is unsafe, Rick's saying, eh, I'm not so sure. <laughs> Rick, so, your thoughts. Okay, so you're telling me that you've never eaten a blizzard while driving? Yeah. I I say shenanigans, my friend, because if it's a concrete from Andes, if it's a blizzard from Dairy Queen, you find a way. When that thing is more filled and you don't have to do as much maneuvering and the thing hasn't melted at all, you can pretty much just like sit the thing in the cup holder and just take the spoon out from there so you're only involving one hand. However, it gets a little more complicated when you get towards the bottom or it starts to melt a little bit. May not be the best thing to do, but for us to act like 
people don't do it and that you know people get by doing it i think is is a is a little naive so i will own the fact that i have done that on a few occasions and by a few i mean probably more than i should admit <laughs> but yeah i've i've done that like where maybe i learned this from my dad my dad was an over the road truck driver so now mind you he would do really dumb things like if my mom ever found out that when he would drive us to work so, to his work in berkeley sometimes so it was a decent drive for us uh on a saturday we would maybe be playing cards in the uh car and my dad would be driving with his knees for a little bit he'd be the that might have happened yeah <laughs> yeah that was a little problematic now that i look back on it but we thought it was fun yeah. <laughs> at the time so you learn some of the skills of seeing how they do things like that and don't kill people and uh you try and implement them along with hopefully more logic yourself oh back in the day we got to ride in the back of pickup trucks and my grandma oh, had when, a when you got to when you just... got to when you got to sit backwards in the uh in the wagon oh yeah that was always the best that was the greatest and i know my you know my grandma was always like later in her life at least a little bit drunk and uh <laughs> you know we'd, we'd be driving around in the in the convertible with her like 10 grandchildren in the convertible like yeah we're fine we used to drink out of the hose but yeah this is my dilemma with the frosty because the frosty's tough because for whatever reason the top always gets kind of a liquidy mm-hmm. meltiness to it yes and it's tough to like a blizzard's different because a blizzard will stay pretty much fully frozen the whole time but a, a frosty which is the thing i crave the most in terms of spooned foods through a drive-through um sometimes i will not get the frosty simply because of the logistics of driving with the frosty because i don't want to die i i'm gonna opt not to die speaking of blizzards hey fat it's jason from oshkosh um this past friday my good friend swaggle was headlining uh, rough and rowdy so i needed to stress eat a little bit before the show because it's i was wrestling that he was going to get his face, oh, okay. his face punched in and so i went to dairy queen to get a blizzard and the line was very long which i totally understand because it was a nice day and people wanted to get some ice cream 35 minute wait for us in in line and the three cars in front of us uh took the longest when i finally got up to the window to be able to get our food um, I noticed that it was just after seven o'clock and I had been waiting way too long and I was going to miss the start of the pay-per-view. So the guy gave us our blizzards. I put them in the cup holder and hit the pedal to the metal and was on our way home. And I immediately noticed that the DQ worker did not flip over our blizzard. And I take a look into the cup holder and mm-hmm. our blizzards are absolute soup. There's nothing to them. If he would have turned it over in front of me, it would have just all gone onto the ground. So being uh, the fat that I am, I tried to call right away, and the phone was off the hook. So I couldn't even get a hold of anybody. And even worse, I was on time constraint. I needed to get home for this pay-per-view. The worst part about it is that usually in these situations, I'll just go and complain on Twitter, and they'll send you something, um, a coupon or whatever. DQ makes it so difficult for when you have a bad experience that um, corporate DQ won't send you anything. You actually have to reach out and fill out information so they can then reach out to um, the franchisee who will then reach out back to you. Please, fast food places, if we have a bad experience at one of your locations, please just make it easier for us to 
be able to redeem a coupon or something so that we can make good what happened. Um, unfortunately, my blizzard wasn't great, and I had to refreeze it in the freezer, and it just it never turns out the same way once you do that. But um, I'm begging fast food places, please make it easier for us to be able to complain and get something back for us so that uh, we don't have to write off your location forever. Thanks, fast. Yeah, that's a good point. And, yep. I, you know, I've talked about DQ in our neighborhood. And I think, I don't know if every DQ is individually owned, but it sort of feels that way because it's never the same experience. Um, but that's, like, I'll, I, I'll reference Chipotle. And the home of Chipotle, I've had a, a few issues with. And every time I've said, like, look, I'm, I'm not trying to be a Karen here, but there's some stuff that you should know about. Like, they're perpetually out of Diet Coke. And... You know, like there's always sort of things like consistently going bad there. And they're always like, cool, we're going to send you a, a coupon for a free entree, right? That costs them nothing. And it keeps you going back instead of being pissed. It's very simple. That sounds like a really overcomplicated process for DQ to be like, here's a coupon for a free, a free blizzard. Like that should just be the default. If someone right. is reasonable in their complaint, then just say cool here's what you bought here's a coupon for a free one sorry about that it's so much easier than the rigmarole of going through like i'm really this is sort of different but i'm super frustrated with twitter because i've been wanting to take the 670 off my twitter name because i have so many other things that i do right yeah like, so but it's, you'd lose your verification well, but yeah but i but not just that like i wanted to change it to just jay Zawaski, but mm -hmm. a couple months ago some some d-bag like made a parody account of me with that name so they're like, well, that they're like, well, that that account's blocked, so you can't have it. I go, why? Why can't you? Why can't you just assign that name to my account? It's like, I don't know. It's just the overcomplication and the overthinking. And I have some complaints about work. I'll share with you off the podcast, Rick. In the same vein, some creative stuff we want to do that's been shot down by the higher ups. Um, the I for the, one the, am the higher higher ups, not the not yeah. our not our you know the people above our bosses. But it's just frustrating. Just trying to do cool stuff, do funny stuff. And anyway, yep. I'm, I'm going no. off on a bad tangent. <laughs> no, no, I can, I can, I forget if I've done this up with this one on the podcast of the reason I can't have at Rick camp is doubly frustrating as I'm sure you can hear this train going by, because the us. other ones were a little more subtle. Well, I forgot to close the window and I am that close to the train. Hang on. Don't talk. I'm going to turn your mic up so people can hear it. Don't talk. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'll <laughs> bet that'll come through. Nice. Uh, not only does the person that has at Rick Camp have one follower, or sorry, two followers and is following one person and has not tweeted since May 28th of 2009, all, what, one, two, like dozen of their tweets are about a weight loss goal. Ugh. So... Random guy named Rick Campanelli. <laughs> Delete your account, jerk. Don't just leave it sitting there. Should I we... mean, I, I don't have a verification now anyway. So if I may, was able to take like my middle initial out of my Twitter handle, that'd be perfect. Can we have our listeners kindly reach out to at Rick Camp and say, look, our guy Campy needs this account. You're not using it anymore. Deactivate your account, but don't be jerks about it. Be nice. Yeah, I think I feel like I DM'd him like years ago and never uh never got a response. It's but. the same deal with uh slash madhouse pod on Facebook. 
Mm-hmm. There's some other like unused, unpublished Madhouse podcast somewhere. Yeah, and I just like can't reach them for any reason, and they won't give it to me, and it's very frustrating. So the the tag on the Madhouse podcast Facebook is Madhouse Hockey C H I, okay, which is really hard to remember <laughs> for myself and yes. for everybody. So I just so after checking that Brick Camps account, I just went home. Uh, and this is, I don't even know if anybody actually knows about this, but our friend fat kid deals is lonely again. So oh boy, are they thirsty? <laughs> oh, definitely thirsty. Uh, the women's workout shorts for 1444, mm-hmm. 15% off. Yeah. Whoever <laughs> runs fat kid deals. Picture. The picture is, um, somewhat suggestive. Okay. Yeah. Fat kid deals is a great aggregator of Amazon sales. Yes. Uh, so you should follow that, but. You know, maybe every couple months, whoever runs that account gets in the mood for some yeah, uh, some pretty racy thirsty. stuff. Yeah, a little bit thirsty. All right. Are we time to uh, ask some fats? Uh, there's no better time than now. Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats. Ask a fats for now and for always are brought to you by our friend, Charlie, the bacon guy based out of Woodridge, Illinois. He is a purveyor of incredible bacon and bacon jams, always a nitrate and nitrite free product. And it's all natural applewood hickory smoked thick sliced bacon sold by the pound. All of Charlie's porks, all of Charlie's pork (laughs) comes from Catalpa Farms in Dwight, Illinois. His current offerings, maple pepper, had that for breakfast today. Absolutely incredible barbecue rub, rosemary, pepper, garlic, and Korean barbecue, and the vanilla bourbon, but always be on the lookout for new bacon flavors. And the current bacon jams, he's got the original, a bourbon, and in stock now habanero and vanilla bourbon. You can also get a t-shirt featuring the Charlie the State of Bacon logo, which is awesome. Place your orders with Charlie the Bacon Guy on Instagram at Charlie the Bacon Guy. Email charliethebaconguy at gmail.com or on Twitter at CZ the Bacon Guy. Just hit up his DMs and place your order with him. Shipping anywhere in the lower 48 is a flat fee of $15. And if you're in the Western Burbs, Charlie will deliver to you personally. Otherwise, you can arrange to meet somewhere in the in the middle. So if you want some world-class bacon from Charlie, hit him up and he will make it happen. Again, Charlie the Bacon Guy on Instagram, Charlie the Bacon Guy at gmail.com or at CZ the Bacon Guy on Twitter every month. Rick and I will select our best emailer slash voicemailer, and they will get a Charlie the Bacon Guy care package. So step up your game on that fat phone, 708-858-3314, or to askafat, imfatpod at gmail.com. Now, Jay, does that pack include all of the porks? All of his porks will be all, in there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they go, all of the porks. <laughs> yeah. I want you to actually get your instrument out and play on the podcast sometime. You're a tuba, right? Oboe? I don't know. I, no, I uh, do. I even own an instrument anymore. I don't know. I don't have one here. There might be one sitting around at my mom's house. I mean, when I switched my major, I sold that tuba because that thing was expensive. So. I was able to Boy. get a decent amount of money for that. It's bad foresight for you, though, because you should have known you should have, you were going to have a podcast about being fat and how handy would a tuba been in every episode? Seriously. <laughs> yeah, just, just like have that sitting uh, here and then make just... fat sounds. Yeah, well, it's most of them on a tuba, so. Yeah. All right, got an email here from Seth. He says, I used to be a ketchup addict when I was younger. I had it on anything, 
But at some point in college, I couldn't eat it or even stand the smell of it anymore. It's been almost 20 years, and I've not had ketchup as a condiment or uh, other than an automatic addition on a fast food burger. Is there any food you used to eat constantly then one day just could not touch anymore? Hmm. I feel I'm on the ketchup thing. Like, yeah, ketchup. Hmm. Ketchup used to be so much big. I feel like for I feel like that's that's partially just a kid thing. It is a very kid food. Yes. Yeah, and then like you just kind of graduate out of it progressively. You know, never like completely done with it, but you yeah, you just use it less and less. Something that I don't remember is that I used to be like growing up, I used to be much bigger on shrimp than I am now. Okay. So I don't I don't know what the reason for that is. It's 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 not even one of those things that um that like it was a conscious decision or whatever cuz like when I don't remember what brought it up a few weeks ago when I was at my mom's and she's like, oh yeah, you know, when you used to always eat shrimp, you know, when you were little and all this stuff, I'm like, I have no recollection of this. Hmm. So I don't know. It's interesting. I don't eat shrimp anymore because of my wife's allergy, but I love it. I wish I could. Um, You know what? It's funny that Seth mentioned this because earlier this week I was having this talk with Hope about how I don't really love ketchup anymore either. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know, like I'll dip my fries in it. But that's really all I have it on anymore. And like, I don't know when the, it changed recently. It's not like I was a kid and then became an adult. I'm like, no more ketchup. Just right. something about it lately. I just haven't really been into. Um, I'd r- much rather have a barbecue sauce or something else on there. So that's one of them. And I think the new one would be processed American cheese. Well, all cheese is processed. But like craft Singles where they come into cellophane and they never go bad. You know, I feel like that's a common one because now I feel like more and more you see people and and maybe it's the whole um like with all the cooking shows everybody's more I feel like everybody's more knowledgeable about food than they've ever been before yeah like and the how average it's made person and, right right right, and, right or even just like other options to know that okay in this circumstance instead of just slapping American cheese maybe I can get cheddar or maybe I'll get you know, pepper jack or whatever, and really just want a more specific type of uh, specific type of taste. Yeah, and I still enjoy American cheese, but when I get it, I get the deli sliced kind. Yes, um, because I still like that on like a grilled cheese or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it's it's weird. I I I feel like those two, and it's it's been more recent than anything, and it might be like hope's aversion to both. Like hope doesn't like either of those things, and never really has. Yeah. Um and. I don't know. She's not telling me not to eat it by any means, but I don't know. Maybe I've just sort of thought of it differently because she's like, oh, I think that's gross. I'm like, oh, really? I haven't really thought of it as gross or not gross. I just kind of, it's just something I've always had. Mm-hmm. And now that I really think about it, yeah, I'm not super into those anymore. Okay. I've got one from Tom who says pepperoni on top or on bottom of the cheese. Hmm. I think on top. I don't, really? there, I don't think there's a wrong answer. No, I kind of like it on top because it get, when it bakes, it gets g- kind of crispy. Mm-hmm. It gets those crispy edges, and I like that. And I feel like that doesn't happen as much when it's under the cheese. Oh, it doesn't. Yeah, so that's However, why I would say so. I say on the bottom because I feel like it's more flavorful then. Okay. And maybe that's just the grease. And you know what? 
I like Greece. Greece is delicious. Yes. It's America's Greece. top food export. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it really is. a. It's, it's like pepperoni grease is so good. So give me the uh, pepperoni on the bottom. Like may and especially with a place like I think with Lou's because we've pretty much agreed Lou's has like the best pepperoni. I love their pepperoni and yeah, I don't like, love their sausage, oddly enough. Yeah, which is odd because like I'm I'm the same way where their pepper they have the best pepperoni, but yeah, their sausage above replacement not great. It just and it sticks with you for like three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is that does that, it's but garlic. But that's definitely a place where if their pepperoni was on top, I don't feel like it'd be quite as good as when it's on the bottom. And my place. Over in Villa Park, Dominic's that I really like. They do the pepperoni on the bottom. Uh, and and Roma D's over in Warrenville. They do pepperoni on the bottom. You're damn right. Uh, Rosangela's does pepperoni on top, but I never get it because I just get their sausage is so good that that's all I ever order. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll get other stuff with sausage, but sausage is always on that pizza. All right, I've got one more email before we wrap up. This one's from Tim. What would be your top three cities in the U.S. to travel to for the sole purpose of eating, looking for answers outside of the Midwest. All right. I got uh, mine. I got okay. mine pretty easily here. Okay, go for it. Uh, New Orleans, for mm-hmm. sure. I've been told that New Mexico has the greatest Mexican food you'll ever have. Yeah, like Tex-Mex, you get your moles, you get yeah. all that stuff. Uh, So add whatever, Albuquerque or wherever in New Mexico you want to go. And... I want to go to the one place I would say that I I have not really explored food wise, even though I've been there once is New York. I know it's kind of a cop out answer, but it's such a melting pot of cultures. And like in Mm -hmm. Chicago, Chicago is very if you're not from Chicago and you listen to this podcast, Chicago is incredibly diverse, but it's very like this is a Polish neighborhood. This is a Lithuanian neighborhood. This is a Chinese neighborhood. This like everything is very separate. So you can find anything you want, but what's in New York, everyone's together, right? And of course, there's little pockets here and there, but in New York, everyone's together. So I feel like the cuisines kind of work that way there too. Mm -hmm. So I would like to go to New York with someone from New York to say like, these are the great places that the people that live here eat. That's when I went to LA with my buddy, Mike, we didn't do the standard, like we didn't have in and out burger five days on the trip because he wanted to take me to unique places that celebrated what made LA unique. And like I told, I talked about that Korean barbecue place where they were yes. cooking it on our table. That's something I would never have tried had I not gone there. So that's why I would pick New York. I know it's kind of like a, a lame answer, but I feel like I could be exposed to so many different things there and also I mean, that- try different foods. Facts. <laughs> so <laughs> New York and New Orleans are both on mine. New York, like you mentioned, just because there's a little bit of everything and New Orleans, because I figure if I'm ever really going to give like fish another chance, I want it to be in like that type of place where they're doing it right. So New Orleans for sure. And just like I was there once I was there, (laughs) but you know, it was, and I was actually there for, I was there for way too long. I was there for like nine days. Ooh, that is too that's a long, time. long. Yeah. Long story behind that. But 
there for way too long. Uh, and we never really got far outside of the French quarter, which I wish we would have done a little bit more. Part of that was me at the time. So that's on me, but I would have, yeah, I would have liked to have explored a little bit more Muffaletta. Fantastic. Love that. Uh, obviously jambalaya, but yeah, I need to like go to a, a place that'll do fish right. Mm-hmm. And kind of along the same lines, I think wherever in California, if it's LA or the Bay, whatever, to get really good, high quality Asian food. And I know that's way too generic of a term because it's all different depending on your culture, but I need that as well because for the same principle of I need to give myself like a like expose myself to it more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably if I'm going to do that anywhere, that's probably the place. Yeah, to do it. I, it is so surprising to me. You're not more into Chinese food just because like, I don't know, you and I have similar palates. Like there's so mm-hmm. much stuff that you would like, like even like they're very Americanized, but orange chicken yeah. is so Americanized or like, I don't know. There's so many things that and even like like pad thai is very yeah. basic. Like There's nothing like it's just noodles and um they do put usually will put like crushed peanuts on it for a little bit of texture but you can just say hold those i don't know i, I think that you would like a lot of it you just need to kind of ex- yeah but th- those are good picks those are definitely really good selections and uh i just cannot wait to start traveling again man i'm so looking Dude, forward to it seriously like I, I mean i'm trying to think of like all the different places and it's like either watching sporting events or doing other stuff mm-hmm. that, or just like, you know, whatever it is that I'm just like, okay, I want to go there. I want to go there at some point. I've never been there still. And it's just like the hit list just keeps on growing. Right. And it's getting problematic because it's like, I don't have money for all this, but I still want to go there. I know. I, I'm wondering, like, we, we've been talking about going to DC. Mm-hmm. And I, like, do I want to drive to DC? I don't know like, how far. Yes. Like, I haven't even begun to consider that. I'm trying to think we did that in eight, like it was like the eighth grade trip yeah, to there. It was not a short drive. No, and mind you, that was the, you know, that was like, you know, buses and all that kind of thing. But, uh, I remember I liked DC, but I don't remember anything about the food or anything. I, I remember very little of the trip because, you know, I was in eighth grade and that was a while ago. Yeah. So, but still it's a like, 10 hour I, drive. Okay. So that's doable. Yeah, that's that's actually not too bad. I mean, shoot, I've done to and from Cleveland in the same day before. Mm-hmm. That's a not great, uh, but like I didn't hate myself completely at the end of the day. <laughs> no more than usual, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> there's a high bar there to be more than normal, but uh, you know, not too bad. So yeah, yeah. There's a lot of places I want to go. Like the way our friends like Chris Tannehill and Brennan McCaffrey and Herb Lawrence, I've like tried to hit every baseball park. Yeah. Like that's something cool. Not necessarily that, but like more on the food level, I would love to do stuff like that. Well, maybe we need to start our own thing here and start taking little trips to eat food. <laughs> sounds and good it's podcast content, which means expense, expense the whole trip. <laughs> expense, Let's go hey, right off the airfare. Everything. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. I think yeah. we're on to something. Yeah. And we're also like, I th- oh, I feel like I'm losing steam. And then I look at the time and it's like, oh, this is a really long podcast. It's, a, it's so, an extended dance mix. Yes. Which is pretty much the only way we have stamina for pretty much anything. That is correct. Yeah. So, all right. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. 
follow us on all our social medias at I'm fat pod. I'm fat pod at gmail.com. Check out the Patreon T public shop. I got a couple shirts this week. I'm psyched. My, uh, my yellow onion ring of honor shirt is definitely a thing. So I might send you a picture of that after, uh, after we wrap up here, because it's a thing. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, and check out our sponsors, Dr. Squatch, Team Hockberg, Mazda of Orland Park, Marishka's in Crest Hill, and Charlie the Bacon Guy. For Jay, I'm Rick. This is the I'm Fat Podcast. All right, I think we got a lot accomplished here today. <laughs>